Welcome to Coupled, a relationship and marriage podcast with Okeze and Chineze, where they help couples see each other through the lens of God. Be blessed. Hello once again. Welcome to Coupled, where your hosts Amnez and... Kez, hi everyone. It feels good to be back again. I'm so excited today. I really don't know why. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. I hope it's because of me. <laughs> of course. But but also, I, I think I'm just looking forward to, to, to our recording today. today. I really don't know why. I don't know what we're going to say, but I trust God is going to reach out to someone and bless the person through our words. Yeah, but trusting God that today's episode would be equally power-packed and would be very insightful and would bless people people as well in jesus name amen all right babe so let's go straight into what we have today we started talking about communication the bedrock elements that were needed for effective communication last week and we touched on two of our points where we said communication one of the elements that need to be in place is the idea of um, taking away preconceived notions or prejudice about your spouse when you're trying to communicate and we also said you should seek first to un- to understand and not to be understood. Yes, that's priority. It doesn't mean you suppress your own emotions. It's just in terms of priority, try to understand the other party before you seek to be understood. I, I think one of the things it does is to give the other party a sense of value. Okay. Because if I if I if I put priority to listening to to to, to understanding you it shows i value you it shows you value me and that's very true it also makes the other party feel like their opinion counts oh sure thing it makes it feel like their opinion counts and you're not trying to load your own opinion absolutely over them okay so today we'll continue with our other three points that we were trying to um, wrap up last week which we didn't have the opportunity to do and today we're going to start with talking about the goal of communication which is one of the elements we we said it's needed for effective communication that the goal should not be compliance the goal of what you're trying to do should not be to make that person comply yes it should it should be to to it's not merely conversion but you know you 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 might just be needing to seek a middle ground Uh, uh, the objective of every communication is not to extract compliance from the other party okay. but collaboration primarily collaboration collaboration the person shouldn't feel manipulated in the process okay you know, or there intimidated are, or intimidated into doing something you know okay. there are situations like that and you know sometimes you know uh, we shouldn't let's not try strive to win a case and then end up losing a heart you know right. there are there are parties to communications that they always insist that you know i am i am, I am right and every other person is yeah. wrong yes. you know so you bully people you intimidate them you suppress them and then you insist that your way is the right way you know but from experience and the little of understood about life i think things are not especially when they are amoral and it doesn't even involve anything about moral consequences there are there are they may not necessarily be white or black 
but okay. there, are, there are there are kind of huge shades of gray and we must learn to recognize that so as such with that perspective against that backdrop we we should seek a third alternative we should seek collaboration and then we, we, we should seek a, we, we should seek a middle ground so to speak we should seek a middle ground so when we're saying that in communicating you're not trying to force that person to do what you want that person to do oh yes yeah, you're sure. trying to make that person see reason with you on what you're trying to say so remember the story we promised we were going to tell about eating for instance and how maybe at that time my mode of communicating the fact that you needed to lose weight was very upsetting it was kind of like i was trying to extract compliance and force you so sometimes it, it could have come across to you like i was trying to manipulate you into not eating certain things into doing healthy lifestyle the way i would i thought was what you needed at the time yeah it, it actually came across to me as dictatorial then okay I felt like this was an autocratic government. What are you trying to do? But babe, you were fat. <laughs> no, you were not fat. I didn't mean to say that. But you had some weight and you needed to shed it. Oh, well, uh, at least we've made some progress. No, we've made huge progress. Baby but steps. How did that make you feel? I know you didn't, did, you didn't, uh, the communication at that point in time was not effective. Yes. Because and, and, it was not earning us anything, really. It wasn't... It was making you more rebellious yes, than willing to comply. Yes, I actually dug in my heels. Not necessarily because what you said was was not right, but because of the way you said it. And you know, there were times that I just tried to pass it on to say, babes, it's not what you say. It's really how you say it. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yes. But then I kept feeling that there's always the how you say it. So how do we really say it? Because... I'm thinking what changed from that time up until now where you've lost a whole lot of weight and you're looking hot, you're looking sexy, you're looking like, yay, we're ready to hit the road again. If you see... <laughs> but I mean, what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is personally, I also knew that I was getting frustrated. So maybe that's why it was coming across as if I was being dict- dict- like I was dictating for you. I was feeling frustrated that are you not just watching yourself and not feeling like you needed to lose some sort of weight and so it maybe it informed the way i was communicating with you about it i don't know if you see what i mean but i i know that along the line i decided i was not going to bug you again about it i was going to let you be so whatever you wanted i gave you to eat and maybe by doing that over the years and i truly started praying about it which is the next point you're going to come to and you're going to address i seriously started telling god i really needed it to come to your heart that you needed to lose weight so what what really what informed your decision to now say you know what i really need to lose weight without me really saying anything anymore strange when i'm about to eat maybe at work or i go out i hang out with friends and i want to eat the voice keeps coming my wife's voice i just kept hearing your voice i'm like it's what why is this woman's voice coming here? Why do I keep hearing her voice? Yes, the, when you were speaking, when you were talking to me about it, maybe you wanted compliance immediately. You wanted a quick fix. Yeah. But I guess probably God saw a process. I had built a habit. That needed time. That needed time to break. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure your prayers did a whole lot. I, I'm sure your prayers did a whole lot because I think... 
when we pray, we deal with things we don't see that is affecting a particular situation. The things we don't see that hinder communication. And truly, like we said, 70% of um, communication experts actually said that 70% of communication is non-verbal. Yes. So even if we say it's non-verbal, that means it's in an esoteric realm, it's in a, it's an intangible realm, which is subject to the influence of um, men's minds, the past, the present, the future. And spirits, actually, spiritual influence. Okay. Spiritual influence. That's why, you know, when it comes to the gospel of the Lord Jesus, not everybody will receive it. It's like foolishness to them. Okay. Because even though we might be geographically close to each other, we are worlds apart. Some people are living in darkness, while some are are living living in light. light. Yes, yes, I get you. I get you on so, that. So, so prayer is so critical in the area of communication. And you know Do you what? want to dwell on that prayer point? Because um, I feel like it's in conjunction. It's, it's, we can't talk about this compliance part and not somehow delve into the prayer part. So maybe you're just taking the both of them. Um, pari pari okay. yeah. Well, well if, if we look at prayer, prayer deals with a lot more than what we see. When we pray, we, we, we do a lot more than physical impact. God knows the way he wants to address an issue. And God sees everything. You know, I like that scripture in Hebrews 13, 8, where it says, Jesus is the same yesterday, yesterday today, and, and forever. forever. And the interpretation I got from that scripture is that Jesus sees yesterday, today, and forever all at the same time so he has a much better perspective Mm. about a situation than we do yes yes. well probably for you you see when you saw me you saw that this was a guy that just liked food (laughs) this was a foodie yes all he needed to do was just to stop it but god looked beyond and probably could have seen that this is a habit that this guy has built over time and probably it was a coping mechanism it was a coping mechanism to probably some situations he had experienced in the past, things that he, he hadn't planned, and probably the way he tried to console himself in his ignorance was by resorting to food. food. Same thing with other addictions. Yes, when you see yes. a woman is badgering her husband, you need to stop drinking, you need to stop smoking. You know, there's a lot more to it. There is a lot more to what those people, what, what is actually, there's something that is feeding the fire. Okay. And I can assure you, it's only God that knows those things. So when we pray, we engage with those intangibles, those intangibles that feed the fire. And then God steps in to cut off those intangible supply lines so that what you would have expected as compliance would finally happen. But it's a process. It's a process. Why would I say it's a process? When we pray about certain situations before, because I I would encourage people when it comes to some critical areas of communication, before you present it to the other party, it's always important to pray. Why do we pray? We pray not just to get God to do something. In our prayer, we get transformed in the process. Because in the process of prayer, God deals with our own selfishness. Because, you know, some some partners that want to extract compliance from the other parties might actually be suffering suffering from codependency. Yes, yes. Some some women or some men enter married with that missionary mentality. We must change them. And so if there is nothing to change, they are literally left unemployed, maritally unemployed. unemployed. <laughs> because they see, they, they see their yeah. spouses as probably... They, like they, a job, like a project, a like project. something they always have to do. Or there's something that you have to work on. No, yeah. 
It's your partner. He's your partner. She's your partner. You are meant to grow with each other. You are meant to grow through the process. So those are the things that prayer deals with because God goes to the heart of the matter. God is not after flailing at branches. He's not after just dealing with the externals. He goes to the root of the matter. So he begins to deal with you. And that reminds me of the scripture in 2 Corinthians 10. It says, having in a readiness to, to revenge on all disobedience, when, when your, your own obedience, obedience is, is fulfilled. Yeah, when your own obedience is complete. So yeah. God will start dealing with your own obedience level. He deals with areas where you are not walking in love towards your spouse. He deals with your own selfishness. He deals with your own bias. He deals with your own prejudice. And he tells you, you're not seeing this situation through my own eyes. So God transforms you, deals with the way you view the issue before he begins to deal with, with the, the other, other party. party. So, like you've just said, prayer first transforms you. And I think, that, I mean, it was a clear case. It was a clear um, reality in our own case. Because I know that those times were really moments where I would wish that you would want to exercise. I would wish that you want to do all this very nice, healthy stuff. And I, I, I will still come to the exercise thing. You know, baby steps, babes. Yeah. No, no, no. Of course. I, I, take your time. Take your time. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, you know, those times when I was still feeling frustrated about it, like you said, it was maybe for my own selfish reasons, was maybe why I wanted you to lose that weight. Aside the fact that genuinely I was concerned about you, but there was also that part of me too that just felt, why wouldn't he just want to do it? And I believe so strongly that praying about it really brought about a lot of... Because truly my desires to change you at that point in time faded away. Like, I just wanted to see you happy. I just left you to do... It It didn't mean that once in a while I won't try to remind you that you need to be careful. Oh, trust but, my wife. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I, I was not willing to do it in with love i was not willing to do it you know in a gentle manner i was not willing not to be so hard on you about it trusting god that you would catch the vision and you will run with it i love that word trusting god because spouses need to understand that you need to trust god in some processes you are not superman Yes. You can't change your spouse. You can't. I keep repeating it. You can't change your spouse. And that's why it's important. To marry someone who you know you can live with, even if they don't change. So those were questions I started to ask myself. So buyer, beware. Yeah. Caveat emptor. Beware of what you're going for. Yeah. So that you don't do damage control when you get in. For the singles out there, please. Thank you so much, babe. That's been very insightful. I especially love the part where you said some people are maritally unemployed. Wow, that's some rever there. No, because you're always <laughs> looking for projects. There's something that needs to change. Oh, you need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing that. You need to stop. I, I know you are called a helper. You are called a helpmate. But please, you are not the Holy Spirit. Even the Holy Spirit, if God brings out everything that we need to change in one fell swoop, I'm sure a lot of us would have given up on the faith out wow. of discouragement. Yes. There's so many things that God hasn't brought to light in our lives. Yes. That doesn't mean that you are you're, you're cool with yeah, him yeah. no 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 but he loves you all the same but he knows your he knows your frame so all he does is seasonally he brings issues that can be dealt with he gives you goals okay i needed to deal with talking too much Mm. And when you've worked on that, oh, I need you to deal mm. with issues of jealousy. Yeah. And you know, you must trust your teacher, your, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit yes. Because he will begin to expose you to experiences that show you're actually jealous. And meanwhile, three years ago, you never saw that issue of jealousy in your life. 
And the first and 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 if you're like me, the first few months or years we'll yes. live in denial. Struggle. No, no, we'll live in denial. No, that's not me. That's not me. I'm not jealous. Yes. I'm not being this. I'm Very not being true. that. But God will tell you, you know you are. You know you are. You know you are. You, you both keep arguing over time. But after a while, you just have to give up the fight and say, Holy Ghost, you know what? I'm ambitious. I'm jealous. Deal with it. And that's how it works. And that that fulfills us. That that takes us to that scripture rather that talks about the Holy Spirit in you, both. You know, making the Holy Spirit working in you both to will and to do of, of his, his good, good pleasure. pleasure. So you don't really want to do that thing, but he's making sure that your will becomes God's will, yes. and he's making you do that thing that will bring glory so to God. So he's constantly working on our hearts yes, every he is. day. So our jobs as spouses, yes, in communication, I know there are those um those tiny areas of communication that lead to intense intense moments of fellowship, fellowship yes. you know where you need to you know you, the, the, the discussion with your wife is not all your husband is not all lovey-dovey but you know is a bit intense and heated you know at such points it's important to prayerfully approach those moments you may not be able to hit a, a middle ground then you may not be able to you know reach a decision point but be assured that the seed has been sown and keep watering it in prayer keep it's watering so it important. in prayer that's very critical that's Patience a, a in very prayer. serious point keep watching it in prayer okay moving on babe i just want to talk talk on the next point which is practice listening so i remember when we had our very first coupled hangout the wet world gave birth to this whole thing that we're doing and we had a very uh, serious activity we engaged in that day, which was called Uninterrupted Listening, where we took turns for 15 minutes. Was it 15 minutes? I think so. And you allowed the other person to talk without interrupting that person. You just listen for 15 minutes. And, you know, the next person gets, what well, I think, 10 or 15 minutes. Even at that point in time, it looked like everybody had said everything they had to say and they didn't even have anything else to say, right? But that that's bringing us back to this point of practicing listening we need to be patient when listening because you know that's that's that james that scripture in james that says be slow to speak swift to hear you know you have to be so patient about that person and slow to anger you need to be patient about that person you are listening to you have to listen yeah i'm so sorry but can i come in i would actually just want to speak on behalf of my brothers out there okay i know they're all listening and they know this truth brothers i feel you sometimes when we come back from work or you're communicating certain things men love bottom line get to the point don't tell me how you entered the bus oh your dress was torn you had now to go back but that is part of what makes the communication interesting it is tough for men sometimes men are born fixers they are born to solve the problem so they just want bottom line bottom line bottom line bottom line if we always do bottom line you miss out on the nice details oh sure sure and that's why sometimes you need to time those discussions except when it is extremely necessary Probably the man is having lunch. Oh, we need to talk. I think it would be well-timed if you wait till he's done with lunch. At those times of recreation, when he's not totally occupied. I'm not saying you don't have, you, you can't intrude or invade his space. But, you know, just time it. Probably he comes in angry, he's tired. Maybe that communication can wait. Remember Abigail? Yes. Abigail waited until an opportunity. Opportunity, yeah. Before she spoke, she spoke to her husband. Yes. Okay. So yeah. But I agree anyway, with please you. just go ahead. <laughs> I agree with it's good you to hear our that. ladies out. Yeah, but practice listening, and this is not just for the ladies, really, both for the men and the women. So you need to listen to what your spouse is saying. 
that's the first thing you need to listen to what okay what are they really saying okay this is what you're trying to say and this takes patience to hear really what is she on about and what is he trying to say then you should also listen out for what your spouse is not saying because wow. like you said 70 percent of communication is non-verbal wow so wow. i will give an example so the uh while we were busy talking to you guys about communication and all that we had a simple test that just happened this week i was not in the mood i was just not in that space i was having a low time i guess and Somehow it just made me a bit more sensitive to things I wouldn't have really been so sensitive to on a normal day. And somehow he became the object of my sensitivity. Now, I expected him, while I was not, it, it took me a lot to effectively communicate. And that's why I'm telling you that even recording this is transforming us. Because I always, I had to remember what we had said in this in the last two episodes on communication for me to come out of whatever it was i was feeling and try to effectively communicate but what i was not saying in all those things was that i just wanted to be loved i just needed you to you know just encourage me i just needed you to just be there just give me maybe a hug maybe just say something nice maybe just look for how you can really help me i may not have said that but that is part of what i was not saying that i wanted you to hear so sometimes there are things your spouse is not saying in when you guys are come trying to when you're practicing listening so you have to listen she's ranting she's saying a lot of things underneath it what is she really trying to tell me i need more time i need you to spend more time with me i need you to show me that you are more maybe hands-on for the women and the men who struggle with who is who is more hands-on and all that i need help with the children and so she can come back and be saying one other million things but underneath it there's something that she's not saying that you need to listen out for and then finally listen to the holy spirit because when you're practicing listening in listening to your what your spouse is saying and what your spouse is not saying you need to also listen to the holy spirit to know what he's putting in your heart to respond so that you don't say something that spoils the moment you don't say something that is misunderstood or or, you know misinterpreted you need to practice listening to what god is telling you at that point in time concerning that situation let me hear your thoughts on that thing. Well, I, I, I will agree with you. I will agree with you because much as we are bottom line persons in relationships as men, uh, even in our interactions, we just like to get to the bottom line. We go straight to the point. We don't just want to get mired in all the details. It's still important, like you said, you seek first to understand. And one of the ways by which you will understand someone is by listening. Listening, listening for both the verbal and nonverbal cues. It's so critical. I know that's one area where I, uh, a lot of us men, including me, we, we, we fall short. In fact, I remember a friend called me, I have an ADD. Is it, a, 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 is it ADHD or ADD? Attention Deficit Disorder. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it's something that makes it, 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 the, the other party feel valued. It makes you feel feel your, your opinions count. It makes you feel your feelings are, are important to the other person. And even if, and as such, somehow, when, when that communication is over, even if the issue is not resolved, the, the other party is feeling, yeah, feels feeling accepted like, and yeah, feeling loved, really. Yes, I agree with you. I so agree so with I, you. I, I, I absolutely, I, I'm absolutely in alignment with your views that, you know, men, men especially should listen. listen so you listen 
to what your spouse is saying. Sim. You listen to what your spouse is not, not saying, saying, and, and you, you listen, listen to, to what the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yes. It's so critical. The Holy Spirit will help us to interpret these things. Yes, and just to just to say, there's this saying that God gave us two ears and one mouth, so we can listen twice as much as we talk. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but God but will help us. We can do all things through Christ. That's yes, where things are. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. So, uh, so baby, just you know, I always I like summaries because I I, I believe it helps people remember yeah. yes. what we have just said. The takeaways. Yeah, the takeaways. The take home for today we're saying is your goal when communicating should not be to you know get compliance from the other party, and don't start leading with manipulative, intimidating, or domineering tactics. Mm-hmm. Just be be plain about what you're trying to do and trust god and that's where the next point we touched on prayer comes in you need to pray concerning that person pray concerning the issue pray for yourself as well because in doing that you're transformed and you're able to see that person the way god sees them especially in that particular situation perfect Perfect. and also we said practice listening so listening takes a lot of patience you want to listen to what your spouse is saying you want to listen to what your spouse is not saying and more importantly you need to listen to the holy spirit i couldn't have said it better so thank you again i mean babe i'm refreshed and i'm sorry i called you fat you're really not you were not even fat then trust me you were you just had weight chubby you were chubby that's the word <laughs> i was chubby so, i mean he wasn't fat he was chubby but you need to see him right now like uh, well i'm so glad i'm the one i guess to have you so yeah thank you so much for listening again we are so excited that we were able to do this and bring this to some logical conclusion yes it, it communication the topic around communication does not really end yes because when we talk about other things it's still going to come up we're still going to have to talk about it we're still going to tie some things back to these episodes but we just hope that you've received some clarity on how to be effective in your communication with your spouse and how to make sure that the communication lines are kept moving so that things don't start breaking down in the home. Yes, uh, and, and you know, communication helps to create a, 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 a spiritual atmosphere in the home. I mean, have you ever noticed when couples quarrel and you walk into the room, you will just sense a tension in the air? Those are words. Mm. And words are building materials by which the spirit realm is built. Mm. So when you when words are spoken, they, they they create substance in the spirit realm. Yeah, this this what you just said now just reminded me of something that we kept saying we needed to also point out. So just before we wrap this up, we also need to point out that when you don't communicate with your spouse, you lose something you lose something in the process. Oh yes, you lose so you either you lose in terms of time, money something you you always lose out on something opportunities. opportunities because if you're not coming back to tell the other part if you, if you guys are not in sync and we've seen that happen to us a couple of times oh, sure. we lost out on time we lost out money when we refused to be on the same page as regards communication so please guys you don't want to keep losing in your home losing things unnecessary things you lose money you i mean money is it's not easy you don't just pluck it at the back of your home so right you need to communicate so that you don't just make start having losses here and there and 
house as men as the head of the home should take responsibility for, for communication. communication you should take responsibility for communication we shouldn't leave it all to our spouses because you know sometimes nollywood also also creates the impression that you know when the man gets angry it's the woman that comes and kneels Do down and, and they all come <laughs> me, <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying yeah but i i get what you're trying to say babe it's communication really is a two-way thing but two-way because you're thing. the head of the home yes. you need to ensure that that th- those lines are kept open and you know moving. at all times because all there will times. always be opportunities for conflicts there will always be opportunities for uh, uh, offenses to take offenses but i'm always reminded of this scripture that a soft answer Turns away wrath. Yeah. 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 And it's a soft answer too breaks the bone. No matter how hard the person is, a soft answer breaks the bone. Yes, I agree with you. Thank you so much for staying tuned with us even up until this time. And we would also just want to plead with you. Our next episode, we were, were trying to look at how we could answer some of the questions we have received from previous episodes. And we just want to say that if you have any questions, things you you think you need clarity or you want us to clarify, even in some of the episodes we've had that you really did not have understanding of, you could send us an email on mycoupled at gmail.com. We'll be happy to read from you as we try to tackle some of these questions in the next episode. So thank you so much, sweetheart, for doing this with me again. And like we always do, we have to say a word of prayer with our fantastic audience. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much, for everyone. Listening. Thank, thank you. you for thank listening. You. We can't say good. thank you enough. You've been amazing. You share. You tell your friends about it. We get amazing feedback, valuable feedback. We're truly grateful for people like you. And we just want to commit you into the hands of God. And we pray to God today for you that the communication in your home will be restored in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, because your children are listening to what you are saying to them concerning their spouses, and they're not dwelling on what strange voices are telling them in Jesus' name. Thank you because every one person here is being liberated and their homes are being restored back to the original plan and intent of that you had for them in Jesus name. Thank you father because they will not just hear but they will also act on what you have taught them today and at the end of it all the glory will be all yours. Be thou exalted for these beautiful families in Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen and just for somebody there just a prayer point and something you should pray about you know uh, it's just like their communication lines in the home but it looks that they are blocked and so probably what the other party hears are muffled sounds they, they're mm. intelligible on they're, they're not intelligible sounds so so I, I would just ask you to pray on your own private prayer in your own private prayer moments that God would unclog whatever that is blocking the communication Amen. lies in your home between Amen. you and your spouse so that there will be clarity in communication and there will be understanding because Amen. sometimes you know the devil just plugs and just puts plugs in places so the other party is speaking something you are hearing something else and vice versa so pray and just unclog those communication lies and god will bless you in jesus name amen amen thank you so much baby 
thank you to our wonderful audience yeah thank you so we talk to you again next week and like we said we're tackling questions please do send in your questions we'll look forward to receiving them god bless you and so we talk to you again next week bye bye bye